0: Hello listeners, we are on season three and as you know that is the last season of Avatar and all good things must come to an end But that doesn't mean that we want to stop creating So we are going to be creating more podcasts and more things for you to listen to But we really want to know what you're interested in We don't want to just do something for our own benefit So in the show notes of this episode or the description You can find a little survey or google form that you can fill out And you can let us know what show you want to hear us cover next. Next, um, please let us know. We really appreciate your feedback. One more time in the show notes or the description of this episode, click that little form and let us know what you want to hear back from us. We have a few options or there's the availability for you to write something in for yourself. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you so much. We love our listeners and please enjoy the show. Hey, Serena. Yeah, Tyler. It's time.
1: And for what?
0: I have to leave this place.
1: But we're in the middle of recording right Serena, now.
0: Serena, it's my time to run away. I'm never looking back. Uh, okay, I see where this is I going. I bought a train ticket, and I'm on my way to the station right D- now. D- Tyler, can we please just Don't stop. call me by that name anymore. It's Marilyn now. Tyler Strainberg. It's my old name Oh my god, stop I'm Serena Schreifels. I bought a one-way ticket to the Avatar podcast And I ain't never looking back Yep, yep On this
1: podcast, we watch the Nickelodeon show Avatar, The Last Airbender And analyze the plot, themes, and
0: characters At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was As well as give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10
1: You're listening to the Avatar podcast Yep, yep Today, we're going to be talking about the 7th episode of Book 3, titled, appropriately, The Runaway.
0: It's Marilyn Monroe now. <laughs> I don't know Norma Jean anymore. Oh my god, just dramatic. 7 is actually my lucky number.
1: Know, is it? 6 yeah. is my lucky number.
0: Oh my god, no way. I feel
1: like you're going to give this episode a better rating than I am.
0: I don't know how to allude, like make a joke <laughs> out of this without alluding to what I'm going to give it. So I'm just going to read the plots and options instead. Go for it. Team Avatar encounters monetary issues. So Toph uses her earthbending to scam Fire Nation civilians out of their funds, earning Katara's disapproval. Toph views Katara as acting too motherly and a rift forms within the group. To amend things, Katara decides to pull a scam with Toph, but they are caught by an assassin whom Sokka dubs Combustion Man. He uses them as bait in an attempt to kill Aang, but Katara's quick thinking saves the day. As the group settles down for the night, Toph, with Katara's help, sends a letter to her parents.
1: The episode premiered on Nickelodeon on November 2nd, 2007, and was written by Joshua Hamilton. All right. All right.
0: Let's get into it. Let's get into- This train is
1: leaving the station now.
0: And I got a one-way ticket. It's plot themes and stuff. And the first thing is things to know. Okay. So, Serena, we are going to throw it all the way back to season one. Yes. This popped up in the middle of season one, notably the waterbending scroll. A monkey statue that resembles the statue Irobot from the pirates in the waterbending scroll can be seen next to the jar of ink Sokka uses to write the fake letters. And... This is the last time that that monkey makes an appearance. What? Yeah, we brought uh. this up. Like, It made like three appearances, I think, in season one, and we kept bringing it up, and I said the last time it came up, I was like, it makes one more appearance, but it won't be for a while. And here it is.
1: We've waited this whole we while. We've
0: waited this long for that monkey statue to come back, and here he is.
1: You know, I didn't even really notice.
0: Because you weren't a host back then.
1: That makes make me sad. <laughs> In this episode, Toff cheats a scam artist, claiming that she cheated a cheater. Katara makes a similar statement in the waterbending scroll to justify stealing from pirates.
0: Sokka finally thinks of a lasting name for their unknown attacker, dubbing him Combustion Man. Although I do want to say I do like his original Sparky, suggestion. Sparky Sparky
1: Boom Man! Yes!
0: <laughs> I probably will just refer to this man as Sparky Sparky Boom Man from now on.
1: Sparky Sparky Boom Man sounds like a really hyper-robotic
0: dog. It sounds like a like techno pop musician, but like a gay twink.
1: <gasps> okay, I love that. Yeah, and I love that vibe for whoever Combustion Man is. I think he needs Combustion like that. Man
0: is his boyfriend, <gasps> and he looks. Oh
1: my god, he looks
0: just like Combustion Man. So Combustion Man basically has a twink boyfriend named Sparky Sparky Boom Man.
1: Okay, great. I'm glad that we've got that down. Thank you. Yeah. half pretending to be hit by a carriage carrying a wealthy merchant bears similarity to a real insurance scam known as a flopsy. Hey,
0: yo, uh, wanna commit a flopsy with me? Yeah. A little mopsy flopsy. I would love to pull an insurance scam. <laughs>
1: me too. I mean, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Jake from State Farm, cover your ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for a wealth management firm. <laughs> Jesus.
0: This is the only episode in which Hockey appears. After being sent to deliver a message to Toph's parents, Hockey is never seen again.
1: You think Toph's parents stabbed him? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> no, I just, I don't understand. They never really establish how a messenger hawk works. How does it know where it's going?
1: That's true. And then they also probably, like, left. So maybe the hawk came back and was like, well, it's not here. Yeah. So he just went back to the That's little That's kind of what I'm
0: thinking. Thing. That's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: He didn't die, everybody.
0: I think he returned to that town where Team Avatar was. And when they weren't there, he just went back to the post office and someone else bought him after
1: that. Yeah, he went back to his feathery area. So basically,
0: Sokka wasted all of that money for one letter.
1: But it was a good letter.
0: Was it? We never hear what it said.
1: That's true. Also, I'm sorry,
0: I do not condone Toph reconnecting with her abusive parents.
1: I see that. I see the merit in that. Yeah,
0: I I don't think that's necessarily a good thing.
1: Well, on the flip side, (laughs) when the dealer begins his game with Toph, rather than removing the rock from underneath the cup and away from the table, he adds more rocks onto the table. This is to increase the odds of the player winning the first round and draws them into the scam.
0: Toph's ability to know when she had won caused authorities to believe that she was not actually blind. A section of her Wanted poster asserts that she disguises herself as a blind person.
1: The town Team Avatar visited was once named North Chung Ling, but the construction of the giant statue of Fire Lord Ozai caused the people to change the name to Fire Fountain
0: City. So, we're gonna do you think it was named after Nicki Minaj?
1: It better be. If uh, it wasn't, I'm gonna go back Nick there and Minaj, change it.
0: BTS. <gasps> Chung Li. They call me artist, artist. They call me idol, <sighs> idol. Okay, at one moment, Toph calls Katara Madame Fussy Fussybritches, a term which was first used in the Shawshank Redemption.
1: I still haven't seen the Shawshank I haven't
0: Redemption. either. I just thought this was really funny that they connected these pieces <laughs> of media. <laughs>
1: That's true, yeah.
0: I was like, I have to include this. It's so weird. Okay, let's dive into themes. And the first <gasps> theme is control.
1: The episode centers around control from two different aspects. A lack of self-control and trying to control others.
0: So we're going to get into uh, this theme here. Um, Helicopter parenting. Toph dealt with very controlling parents who monitored her every move and behavior, leaving her to grow up with no personal autonomy or sense of self, and making her feel suffocated from her parents' constant manipulation over what she was and wasn't allowed to do.
1: Trying to dictate Toph's freedom already was causing her to quote-unquote rebel and sneak away to try to find enjoyment out of things of her own.
0: Oftentimes, controlling parents can lead to a lack of responsibility. Children of controlling parents can be unable to fully develop internal self-regulation and instead associate their parents as the determining factor of if their behavior is acceptable or not. This is otherwise known as, as we mentioned in the last episode, as long as I can get away with it, it must be okay.
1: We see this in Tav as Katara warns her that her scams are becoming more dangerous. Toph immediately rejects this notion, most likely because it triggers her trauma with being controlled and not having any free will of her own to do the things that she enjoys.
0: And Katara is able to precisely pinpoint this behavior, too, which Toph rejects.
2: Ah, I see. You're acting like this because of your parents. Whatever. They were controlling over you, so you ran away, and now you act like your parents don't exist. You act like you hate them, but you don't. You just feel guilty.
1: Scathing. First off is scathing, radio. Honestly,
0: this is, this is a lot. There is a lot going on here. Katara
1: just read Toph for filth and that's why she's a Pisces.
0: I still think Katara's a Cancer. I'm sorry. Weigh
1: in, folks. This Let is important. Let us know.
0: Reach out to us. Is Katara a Pisces or is she a Cancer? Because
1: she's a Pisces.
0: What is Toph? I think Toph is an Aries. I was
1: just about to say Aries.
0: But like the website that said Katara was a Pisces claims Katara. Claims that Toph is a Taurus. I do not think she is a Taurus at all. I, I think, think she's an Aries. I
1: think that's. I think she is a rising Aries, and her son is Taurus. Okay,
0: I can get behind that. Yeah, I can definitely get behind
1: mm-hmm. that. And then her moon is probably something wacky like Scorpio.
0: Okay, let's let's dive back into the episode. That Ooh, was a nice little zodiac break.
1: Right back in. Once these barriers are removed. Oh yeah, we're talking about uh, childhood trauma, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're talking about abuse and childhood trauma. Let's Uh, get back into it.
1: (laughs) Once these barriers are removed, i.e. the child leaves their parents, these behaviors can become increasingly dangerous and reckless as they are not able to experience discipline and consequence for themselves due to never being exposed to anything.
0: This can lead to much more severe problems, such as difficulty with violence, morality and a sense of right and wrong, addiction, or problems with the law.
1: In association, this leads to much more severe consequences as a result of never learning what was right and what was not.
0: And we see all of these in Toph. She starts cheating and scamming in gambling games, which, like, side note, like, I don't really blame her for that, but, like, we can get into that later.
1: Right, like, she becomes addicted to this certain behavior. Her scams become increasingly risky, leading her to being wanted by the local police and the Fire Nation, and already authoritarian slash fascist government, probably not the best situation to be in. But Toph
0: doesn't take any of this seriously. Again, she's never experienced consequences before, so why should she have any reason to worry right now?
1: Right, Toph, even finds excitement and thrill out of the danger that she's been put in because she would have no reason to think it's as serious as it actually is. If she won't get in trouble with her parents, well, surely she won't get in trouble with
2: anyone else. Toph, when I was in town, I found something that you're not gonna like. Well, it sounds like a sheet of paper, but I guess you're referring to what's on the sheet of paper. It's a wanted poster of you. They've nicknamed you the runaway. A wanted poster, that's so great. The runaway. I love my new nickname. Is there a picture of me? Does it look good? Well, yeah, actually, it does look pretty good. But (laughs) Toph, you're missing the point. Maybe Katara was right. These scams are drawing too much attention to us. Don't be such a worrywart like your sister.
0: And finally, she puts the group in danger of being discovered by refusing to stop, unable to accept responsibility, and rejecting the quote-unquote control Katara is seemingly forcing on her and reminding her of her abusive parents.
1: Also, that's not extreme?
0: I just thought it was kind of extreme to be like, Toph is addicted to gambling.
1: It's just a coping mechanism. Okay. I shouldn't say just a COVID messiness.
0: It's just
1: a oh my cop- god, like it's nothing at all.
0: I don't know. I just felt like it was a lot to claim, like from this one episode. Like Toph has a gambling addiction.
1: <laughs> That's true. Well, she has a she has a gambling issue. Well, she has a behavioral issue in
0: this yes, episode. She has addictive behavioral issues.
1: Bingo, bingo, bango. And what's next, Tyler? Here we have addiction. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. It's like not anything to make fun of.
0: No, it's pretty serious. Yeah,
1: it's very serious. But as stated above, children with controlling parents can develop tendencies to become involved in increasingly risky and dangerous behavior. And without any, quote unquote, consequences from parental fingers, it can become difficult to stop this behavior because there was never any learned self-regulation. Which would make sense. Now this can lead to addiction.
0: Yeah, addiction is often split into two categories, substance and behavioral. And out of behavioral addiction, gambling is the most common.
1: We see Toph struggle to stop her behavior despite the multiple warnings from her friends.
0: And we talked about this a little bit in the control theme, but Toph struggles to stop when it's clearly putting herself and the people she loves in danger. Now, we should make this like very clear that Toph isn't necessarily choosing this behavior like, she's not choosing to continue doing this. Like, instead, this is a coping mechanism that's manifesting due to her childhood trauma. And Toph has not had the proper resources to begin to unpack this and properly gain control over it.
1: Also, quick note, if you want to learn more about the mental impacts of addiction or excess resources for recovery, pop on over to NAMI.org. That's N-A-M-I dot org. O-R-G. That is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, baby. And it's got some good stuff, let me tell you.
0: look at you as like a representative. Oh my God,
1: and I'm am an ambassador. Yes, yes,
0: I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know the right word. Miss ambassador. I'm ambassador.
1: Oh, i just like so clinically depressed. <laughs> 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 no. Anyway, I mean, it's not a lie. <laughs> no, oh, no. Do we love Nami or do we love Nami? Yay. Yay.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to some characters. Oh, and yeah. I just included Katara first because we just talked about Toph a lot. But, like, don't worry. We'll get back to Toph, too.
1: We're going to scoot right around back to that.
0: Um, So with Katara, the stereotype of her being like the mom friend is blatantly talked about in this episode in relation to the group.
2: Don't you walk away from me while I'm talking to you. Oh, really, mom? Or what are you going to do, send me to my room? I wish I could. Well, you can't because you're not my mom and you're not their mom. I never said I was. No, but you certainly act like it. You think it's your job to boss everyone around, but it's not. You're just a regular kid like the rest of us.
1: Like, Toph brings up a good point, and one that we've made multiple times on this podcast. Katara serves as the motherly or caretaker role in the gang.
0: What (laughs) Toph fails to notice, however, is why Katara assumes this role. Toph pins it on Katara hates fun.
2: I'm just saying, this isn't something we should make a habit of doing. Why? Because it's fun, and you hate fun? I don't hate fun! Toph most
1: likely jumps to this conclusion because she views Katara as a similar figure to her parents who prevented her from doing anything she wanted or prevented her from having fun.
0: And later in this episode, Sokka gives Toph and the viewer a much deeper insight as to why Katara has assumed this role in the group.
2: When our mom died, that was the hardest time in my life. Our family was a mess. But Katara, she had so much strength. She stepped up and took on so much responsibility. She helped fill the void that was left by our mom. I guess I never thought about that. I'm gonna tell you something crazy. I never told anyone this before, but honestly, I'm not sure I can remember what my mother looked like. It really seems like my whole life, Katara's been the one looking out for me. She's always been the one that's there. And now, when I try to remember my mom, Katara's is the only face I can picture. He would just like
1: to say, first of all, my heart has melted and it's mm-hmm. now all over the floor, and mm-hmm. you should mop that up later. But
0: I'm just gonna soak all of that sadness up with a uh, uh, with some water and feelings.
1: Oh my god, drink so much water. Oh, rehydrate uh,
0: after you cry.
1: Hydrate, please. Honestly, like Katara, please it. rehydrate. It also gets to like a deeper point that's been overlooked by the members of the group and oftentimes the fandom as to why she assumes this role.
0: Yeah, I mean Katara has been conditioned from a very young age, that she has to step up and take responsibility. And that like it's her duty to put the needs of others before her own. Like that it's her job to take care of them.
1: It's been present throughout the entire series, and it's brought Katara to a point where even she sees herself as a mother figure instead of like what Toff said, a kid like the rest of the group.
2: <laughs> Kid, You're
0: still our kid. And we're back to Toph now. So we talked a lot about Toph in our control theme, but I think that a lot of what we covered there would explain some of her typical personality traits.
1: Her parents' consistent control over her actions would explain why she's so stubborn, resulting from years of being told what she can and can't do. She doesn't like being told how to behave or what she should be doing. And
0: this is often resulting in conflict with Katara, as we see in this episode and in The Chase.
1: The abuse she suffered has hardened her shell significantly, resulting in the tough personality that she
0: has. And I also want to say, like, yes, this is a point that needs to be brought up. And I want to make it very clear that it is a very sad fact. But the cycle of abuse is very real. Most times, like, uh, from abuse often stems more abuse. It is very, very hard to break that cycle. And we see this with Toph, too. Toph has been abused, and she continues to abuse her friends. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: But that doesn't mean that she's inherently a
0: bad character.
1: No. It's just her trauma, man. We all got trauma.
0: That doesn't make it okay, though.
1: Um, no. Mm-hmm. But we should cope, man.
0: We should cope better. You know, I don't think you should necessarily cope. I think you should, like, get therapy. Right, yeah. I and, didn't
1: mean that. Um, you know,
0: get to the root of that problem. So right, you should you face know, that. Once you get to the root of it, it's you can break the cycle of abuse.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and Toph has not done that.
1: <laughs> right, Toph needs to go to www.nami.org.
0: Yes, she does.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say something that Tyler wrote in the script now. <laughs> So the next point that we're making is that earthbending is an element in her life that she was able to control. Get it?
0: Serena, it's a double pun. Yeah, we're gonna. It's an element because like earth is the literal element and like earthbending is like a, like a figurative element that she's able to control because yep. she's an earthbender. She can control the earth, but also like she can control her earthbending or not. It's a double pun. Get it?
2: Do you get
1: it? (laughs) I just enjoy seeing... I am so funny. (laughs) I just... I do enjoy the energy that I'm receiving from you right now. I would like you to know. Uh, uh, Okay. So anyway, it would make sense why she worked so hard on it and why she became so good at earthbending. It was the only thing in her life that she had control over.
0: And this is resulting in her status as the greatest earthbender who ever lived.
1: So Toph's blindness is still made present, her blindness is consistent throughout the series. And that's important because it's not something that's mentioned once or twice and then dropped as part of, like, a character build. It's consistent because it is who she is in her character. Yeah,
0: basically, Toph is not made into, like, this token disability character. Instead, it's integral to her personality, who she is, and how she interacts with others and the world around her. Um, Going more off, Toph's ability slash disabilities... Um, More so her abilities here. Toph's bending abilities are stretched beyond what has been previously established, causing some major inconsistencies.
1: Ah, yes. Let's talk about that. Please. (laughs) Toph is able to sense the rocks on the wooden table despite not being connected to them. So
0: in the episode Jet and in The Painted Lady, it was established that benders can bend elements that they can't see.
1: Toph already can't see, number one, because she's blind, uh, number two, because she's blind, but her form of quote-unquote seeing would constitute her seismic sense.
0: However, these are instances in which the bender knows the element is already there and can bend it.
1: But how would Toph know there are rocks on the table or where they are if she can't sense them. It's still a blind game. She shouldn't be able to see where the earth is, just like any other bender wouldn't be able to see their element under the shells, even if they could bend them.
0: So I guess, like, if that doesn't make sense, because I didn't write that very clearly, (laughs) imagine if there was, like, a cup of water underneath one of the shells. Katara could still bend that water. But she wouldn't know it was there because she can't see it. It's hidden underneath a shell, right? So unless she's bending it, she won't know where it is, you know? It's not like she just can magically see through the shells. It's the same thing with Toph here. Like, she shouldn't be able to see these rocks. Can she still bend them? Yes. But she shouldn't be able to know where they are. Or I guess to begin... That they're even there, you know, because they're walking past the game. And she says, like, let's make more, like we can make more money right there. She shouldn't even know that there are rocks on the table. She shouldn't be able to see these rocks on the table, which is it doesn't make sense. An
1: inconsistency. Yes.
0: Yes. And it, it, it does not make sense. Um, There's another scam that involves wooden dowels and tough bends one to flip to the other side.
1: There are no instances that wood can be bent by earthbenders. And later in the episode, Toph is deliberately thrown into a wood cell so she wouldn't be able to bend out of it.
0: Yeah, hmm. and when Toph and Katara are arrested, it's just—it's already suspected that they're earth slash waterbenders. However, it's unknown why they're thrown into the this wooden cell because almost no one outside of Team Avatar knows of the existence of metal bending. Think about it—who knows about metal bending?
1: The guys that captured Toph.
0: Yeah, but they're stuck in that metal. Cube that she trapped them in. Who else yes. knows about it? The one Fire Nation ship that they attacked, um, and that's, that's right. if they even caught that Toph was metal bending on the ship. That's right. Like they were basically knocked off. To me, I'm like they should just be like, what? They did something. They shouldn't be able to process that that was actual bending. Trail. And then Team Avatar starts traveling by themselves. Who would? They, who else would they tell? The only people who should know about metal bending. Are Team Avatar and that small group of people that were on the ship with them, not even the Fire Nation ship that they passed? So, this how would true. they know that Toph is a metal bender? Why would they throw her in a wooden cage?
1: Lucky guess or inconsistencies.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh, be aware, my friend, some people are paid to do this for movies, and you too can make lots of money watching things.
0: They are. That is, is a so thing. That's so true,
1: yeah. Oh my God. Should we just like touch on our little baby boy here? Let's do it. In this episode, we learned that Aang has been learning seismic sense from Toph, and he can totally use it in combat.
0: Mm, For cute.
1: Way cute. Anyway.
0: Anyway. That's it. Serena, (laughs) tell me who your favorite character was. My
1: favorite character... Was Katara. Really? My Pisces queen. Oh, my God. Yes. I totally
0: would have thought that you thought it, that yours was Toph.
1: No, Toph bugged me. I was like, girl.
0: Queen, go off. Okay. <laughs> tell tell me why.
1: You know, obviously, I can't super relate to Toph because um, I I'm not like great at scamming people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just one of the reasons. (laughs) But also, you know, when you, it's like, come on, Toph, have some perspective here. Like you are on a life essentially threatening journey. Like this is like world changing and you're putting the group and Aang in danger Mm -hmm. in order to pursue your own selfish desires I, I do want to say that it does come from a place that she can't, like, necessarily control, but, you know, she can control how she communicates and how she displays that trauma and those behaviors. Mm-hmm. But it's easier, I will say, it is easier to cope in a way that is familiar and consistent with what you know to be true. She knows that gambling is in her control, mm-hmm. and that's why she does it, even though
0: it's bad. And harmful to others. So this is more like why Toph is bugging you. Why was oh Katara god, yeah, 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 your favorite yeah, 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 yeah. character? Oh my god! I
1: told, you told me to go off and I did.
0: No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> like I just I, I want to hear more about Katara. I want to hear more about yes. why you enjoyed that.
1: So I really see Katara's genuine care for Toph. Mm-hmm. Like not like I know that she's worried about the group, which also warms my heart. Because she is, she's really looking out for everybody, and I really respect that for her. But, you know, she also really does care about Toph. Like, she knows that, like, this could lead to more destructive behavior for Toph. And, you know, even though they argue a lot, they're friends. Katara really cares about her. And I just, uh, I love that she was also trying to communicate the way that she feels for Toph. She doesn't want Toph to be in danger. She wants her to be safe and okay and to feel like she can communicate these things. Obviously, Toph isn't ready to do that, but is there waiting for her. And, you know, Katara has been through some shite.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, dang, girl. Honestly. You are powerful. You are a queen. You are somebody that I aspire to. Like, that emotional strength and that, you know, constitution. Ugh. Mm-hmm. That is to die for. And she had to work so hard to do it. Yeah. And I just think, girl, you yep. keep doing it. Yep. You keep doing that. Yeah. Anyway, I love her. Oh, when she's in in the cave listening to Toph and Sokka. Oh, that
0: breaks my heart. My heart
1: just goes out to her, baby. Oh,
0: God, that really breaks my heart. (sighs) My
1: darling. Ah, we stand guitar. I
0: literally cried during that moment.
1: Now back to you, Tyler.
0: Serena, my favorite character was Toph.
1: I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say Toph. I knew it. Uh, 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 uh. Totally called it.
0: I I really think this episode changed my perspective on Toph. I just really related to why Toph is lashing out. Um I understand. I, I had a helicopter mom. Um, not to the point where like Toph's parents are controlling everything that she does or doesn't do, but definitely to a point where like my mom would intervene intervene in my life um at places that weren't necessarily Needed, And it was difficult for me to learn like how to do things for myself. I'm still learning how to do that. Like it's still difficult for me to take responsibility into my own hands and like pick up things to do for myself. And she lashes out in these very like self-destructive ways that are like weirdly, really, really relatable for me. Um, and so like I can't, my heart goes out to her. I see a little bit of myself in her. And I really think this shifts like my perspective on her. I don't think this changes my opinion on her because mm-hmm. I don't think that it's okay. Just because I understand where she's coming from doesn't mean that behavior is acceptable. I mean, like, I have gone through periods in my life where I have also done these, like, very bad things, very self-destructive behaviors, um, put myself in dangerous situations. And, yeah, like, it was because I didn't have consequences. And it was a very difficult wake-up call where suddenly I had to deal with real life consequences I hate repeating myself but that's really what it is mm-hmm. and that was like a big catalyst for me changing my behaviors and starting to reach out and get help and really get to the root of these problems and why like I was behaving this way um, I am the first one to admit that the things that I did weren't right like just because I understand why I did them that doesn't make it okay I still like did bad things I still hurt people and Toph is doing that pretty consistently throughout this series so I guess I don't like Toph because I see kind of the worst of me in her but also I don't like her because I still don't think what she does is okay Mm -hmm. but she was my favorite this episode because it really really changed how I think of her
1: Tyler, thank you for sharing that.
0: I felt like that was well put together.
1: That was incredibly well put together. I feel very happy that you were able to share that.
0: Thank you. So what did you rate this episode?
1: I wanted to give this episode a higher score than I did, Mm -hmm. but I took like a full like two points off because the inconsistencies were just so horrific. Mm -hmm. So I ended up giving it an eight. I wanted to give it a 10.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, I wanted to give it a 10. I was expecting like a five or a six.
1: No, I definitely wanted to give this episode a 10. Okay. I feel the emotions in this episode and I'm all about that because yes. I cry baby cancer. Yes. Yes, and we are. We also really dig into how the team functions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's really, really incredible. But dang it.
2: Does
0: it, ah! I know. Okay. I couldn't get past that. I know. Okay, so I want to say I also took a full two points off of this because of the inconsistencies. I gave it a seven. Oh hey!
1: Oh hey! Okay. okay. So I was Not going pets. to give it
0: a nine. Um, I think this episode is about on par with like Toph's character development, as it oh. is with like Sokka's character development, as. Sokka's Master.
1: Okay. So like okay. I was going to give
0: it a nine, but then like those inconsistencies, oh my God. Yeah. They're was so grueling. frustrating. And also like the entire episode of Sokka's Master focuses on Sokka. There's a good chunk of this episode where it's just like montage of gambling and scamming. Mm-hmm, and true. It doesn't detract from the enjoyability of this episode, but it definitely does not reach its full potential.
1: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like there could have been more that we could have seen of Toph as yeah. well, and her and Katara's relationship. Yes, but they wanted I to show. I do think this a did a scamming. better
0: job at showing the struggle between those two characters than the chase did. Oh, though. completely agree. Yeah, like the chase was just annoying. Where yeah, this was like was understandable. Yeah,
1: I think I gave the chase a really I think high. You did <laughs> I get I gave it, it a really high rating. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you gave it a 10.
1: <laughs> That's because the action, man. The action. Yeah. Oh, I love action. Oh, you know. But I love emotional action, too. Oh, I love these guys. I love these guys, man. Toph's is a Taurus and Katara's a Pisces.
0: No, Toph is an Aries and Katara's a Cancer. I feel like
1: she's totally a rising Aries. God, but her reach out to, to us. Let us know. Please settle this. This is... Tiring. (laughs) That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to our producer and audio engineer, Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonovan Productions, and Annie Galloway, who made our cover art and is our graphic designer.
0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it.
1: Please feel free to reach out to us because I definitely need to settle this whole Katara's Pisces and... Top is a tourist thing. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> Our email is airbenderpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at airbenderpod. That's A-I-R, Bender, P-O-D.
0: I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at John 7 That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven.
1: I'm Serena Schreifels, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Serena underscore Schreifels. That's S-E-R-E-N-A underscore S-C-H-R-E-I-F-E-L-S.
0: Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
1: Hey, I love you. We love you.